Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number eight. And I've got a bit of a different episode for you today. As you guys know, I absolutely adore theatre. And I don't get paid to promote theatre generally. I just love it. So when Joe reached out to me and told me about his new show, I jumped at the chance to do something with it. So Just a Regular House are a theatre company and this year they are bringing a spooky double bill to London for Halloween and I am so excited to go and see it. So it's two shows, We Are Monsters and Glass. They are two short plays that are playing in the Barons Court Theatre in London from Tuesday to Saturday from the 24th of October to the 4th of November. So when you book your tickets, you get to see two new theatre shows. So you have about 45 minutes of one show, then an interval, and then 45 minutes of another show. And to give you a little bit of a brief rundown, We Are Monsters is about two siblings who spend their time trying to freak out tourists to Lake Windermere. And then Glass is the other show, is about a man who is at a party in a skyscraper when he receives a phone call from a mysterious man who is in a broken down train outside. So later in the week, you'll get to hear about the individual shows. So Joel will be coming on to have a chat about We Are Monsters. And next week, Connor will be coming on to have a chat about Glass. They wrote both plays and I'm so excited. So for today's episode, we are going to be exploring some of the ghost stories and folklore of Lake Windermere. The links to buy tickets are going to be in the description for this episode. So let's get into the stories. The Lake District is the largest national park in England and is a famous scenic region which covers 866 square miles of the county of Cumbria. Bordering Scotland to the north and the Irish Sea to the west, Cumbria and the Lake District is known for its inspiring, rugged, natural beauty. An area with a rich history, travellers to the Lake District can expect breathtaking views, ancient ruins and the chance to participate in a wealth of outdoor activities such as hiking, sailing and cycling. Each year, the Lake District welcomes over 15.8 million tourists and in July 2017, it was given UNESCO World Heritage status. Lake Windermere is the largest lake in England and sits in the southeastern region of the Lake District. One of the 16 lakes which gives the area its name, Lake Windermere, is 10.5 miles long, 220 feet deep, but only one mile wide. Lake Windermere attracts tourists to its shore each year and has been home to romantic poet William Wordsworth, children's author and illustrator Beatrix Potter and even a holiday destination of the British royal family. And it's also home to plenty of ghosts. It's not really surprising that an area so rich in history and so full of wild beauty is the setting for so many supernatural stories. 
The lake and the surrounding area are home to ancient stone circles, gothic castles, manor houses, mountains, hills and thick woodland, all providing suitable backdrops for their own haunted tales. Northeast of Lake Windermere stands one of the finest stone circles in the north of England. Thought to date back to 1500 BC, the circle is thought to have been used as an ancient meeting place or site of religious rituals. The circle is known as Long Meg and Her Daughters and is said to be endowed with magic, with strange, intricate carvings decorating many of the stones. The circle consists of 69 stones and is approximately 350 feet in diameter. The tallest stone, Long Meg, stands roughly 60 feet from the circle and is the tallest stone at about 12 feet. This enormous stone is said to be Long Meg herself, a local woman who was turned to stone. According to legend, a coven of witches consisting of Long Meg and her daughters once lived and practised in the area. One Sunday, the women were caught dancing wildly on the moorland and were immediately turned to stone. In the 19th century, a local landowner gave orders to his workers to clear the stones. As the men prepared to demolish the circle, a ferocious storm surrounded them, bombarding the area with thunder and lightning and preventing the men from completing their work. Legend has it that it is impossible to count the stones twice and arrive at the same number. If this happens, the magic of the circle will be broken forever. As well as witches, there are many mythical creatures associated with the Lake District. Fairies are said to live in parts of the district, as well as the Basantwaith Ichi, a slimy, amphibious creature which was spotted in Windermere in as early as 1873. The Tizzy Wizzy is my favourite. This small flying creature has the body of a hedgehog, the wings of a dragonfly and the antennae of a bee. Apparently it makes tiny squeaking sounds as it zips about the lake district. There's even a photo of it from the early 20th century which is both very cute and extremely bizarre. Some people believe the Tizzy Wizzy was created by a local boatman to entice people to come on his otherwise unpopular boat trips. There are some, however, who really do believe that these creatures exist. According to the legend, Tizzy Wizzies can be caught by luring them with their favourite food. Ginger biscuits. Less cute than the Tizzy Wizzy, but arguably more famous, is the Bow Nessie, the Lake District's own lake monster. Named after its Loch Ness monster counterpart, the Bow Nessie is also sometimes called Winnie, after its home in Lake Windermere. There have been at least 10 sightings of Bow Nessie. In 2006, journalism lecturer Steve Burnip, having seen the monster, described it as a 30-foot creature with humps like a camel. In 2009, a TV director who was filming a documentary on Bow Nessie said that when seen, it had left behind 20-foot ripples in the lake. More recently, in 2011, local kayakers Tom Pickles and Sarah Harrington said that they saw a creature the length of three cars while out kayaking. Like Bonessie, another creature is said to stay close to the shores of Lake Windermere, the ghostly apparition of a white horse, known as the White Horse of Windermere. According to legend, whenever there is imminent danger to the surrounding area, a ghostly white horse will walk from one side of the lake to the other, warning locals that catastrophe is on its way. The White Horse is not the only ghost who is said to warn locals of danger. 
To the northeast of Lake Windermere, you can find the Kirkstone Pass Inn, the highest inhabited building in Cumbria, located at the top of the 1500 feet Kirkstone Pass. The inn dates back to 1486 when the site was home to a monastery. It's said that the inn is home to ghosts of former travellers who died while making the dangerous journey over the pass. The most famous of these ghosts is Ruth Ray, a woman who one evening made the journey with her small child. While travelling, the weather on the pass became suddenly disastrous. A thick snowstorm started around Ray, impending her journey and causing confusion and terror. When Ray and her child didn't arrive home, her husband began to worry. Setting out over the pass to find her, Ray's husband instead found her frozen, lifeless body. By some miracle, her infant child had survived the ordeal, swaddled in thick blankets and protected from the worst of the storm. It's said that the ghost of Ruth Ray walks the pass and warns travellers of impending bad weather so that they can avoid the same fate. Whilst there are apparently some ghosts with good intentions who haunt the Lake District, there are also tales of some distinctly less friendly ghosts. Muncaster Castle sits on the western edge of the Lake District and is said to be one of Britain's most haunted castles. Visitors have reported hearing disembodied footsteps in the castle's corridors, babies crying, and even the sound of a woman singing lullabies like she's comforting a restless child. One of the most well-known ghosts of Muncaster Castle is Tom Skelton, a jester who lived in the castle hundreds of years ago, nicknamed Tom Fool. Legend supposes that he brutally beheaded a local carpenter with his own axe. Some say this was carried out on the behest of his lord and master, the lord being unhappy with rumours of the carpenter's lust for his aristocratic daughter. Legend has it that to this day, Tom's spirit haunts the castle like a poltergeist, playing tricks on those who visit. Another of Muncaster Castle's ghosts is that of Mary Bragg, a housekeeper from a nearby village. It's said that Bragg had fallen deeply in love with a footman who worked at the castle and would often walk past the castle gates just for a glimpse of her beloved. One evening, two men lured Bragg from her home under the pretense that the footman had fallen perilously ill. Upon reaching the castle gates, Bragg was viciously murdered by the men. Her body was later found floating in a nearby river. Bragg's ghost is known as the White Lady. She is said to haunt the castle gardens and gate, as well as roam sadly along the road to the castle. Similarly to Muncaster Castle, Calgarth Hall was home to the English gentry and was also home to some pretty vengeful ghosts. Built on the eastern coast of Lake Windermere, Calgarth Hall was a 16th century manor house which was owned by the Cook family. Craster and his wife, Dorothy. The cook's neighbour, Miles Philipson, was the local justice of the peace. Philipson desperately wanted Calgarth Hall for himself, but Craster refused to sell his home or the land surrounding it. Philipson, in a bid to finally win the hall for himself, accused the cooks of theft. He then presided over the case, judging the couple in court and sentencing them to death. Before she was hanged in a nearby village, Dorothy is said to have cursed Calgarth Hall, promising Philipson that his family would never prosper and that her and her husband's skulls would haunt the hall day and night until the Philipson bloodline left the area. 
True to her word, two skulls began to relentlessly haunt the Philipsons and their new home. The skulls kept appearing in parts of the house, tormenting Miles Philipson and his family. Philipson ordered the skulls to be burned, drowned and buried, but to no avail. No matter what he tried, the skulls would always return. Eventually, Philipson had to sell the land surrounding Calgarth Hall to pay off his mounting debts. After his death, Philipson's son eventually sold the hall, breaking the curse, and the skulls were never seen again. On the western coast of Lake Windermere, you can find Ferry Nab, a marina which stretches out into the lake. Hundreds of years ago, the ferrymen who worked at Ferry Nab, providing passage for travellers, would often hear strange calls in the middle of the night for the boat to come across the water. Being too scared, all the ferrymen refused the call. One night, a young ferryman decided to row across the water to answer the strange call. When he returned to the marina, he was terrified into silence. He died the following day. It is thought that across from Ferry Nab in the Clayf Woods there is the ghost of a monk. His calling, when alive, was to save the souls of local fallen women. As a young monk he had fallen in love with one of these women but he was rejected by her, causing him to go insane and die. Some say you can still see the hooded ghost of the monk wandering across the heights of Clayf and the surrounding forest. Our last story today is pretty unusual in that it doesn't focus on one or even two ghosts. Instead, it focuses on a whole army of ghosts. Sutherfell, a hill to the north of Lake Windermere, is the location of multiple sightings of a ghost army. First reported in 1513, a man named Simon Bell who was travelling in the area saw hundreds of soldiers marching up the fell. He died later that evening. Tales of the ghost army reappeared in the middle of the 18th century when numerous people reported their own similar stories of a marching ghostly army. On Midsummer's Eve in 1735, a servant to a local man named Mr Lancaster is said to have watched a procession of soldiers, some on foot and some on horseback, progress across the fell. The servant reported this to his master, as well as others in his community, but was disbelieved and scorned for his story. However, two years later, Mr Lancaster himself, with the other members of his family, witnessed the same thing. A procession of soldiers, five men deep, march across the fell. Ten years later, on Midsummer's Eve in 1745, 26 people observed the army once again. This time it was reported that some of the ghostly soldiers were driving carriages something that would have been humanly impossible due to the steepness of the fell. The 26 people swore their accounts to a local magistrate and later other people started to come forward with their own accounts of the ghost army. In all of these accounts, people returned to the fell the next day to look for hoof or footprints, but none were ever found. All in all, whether you're a budding ghost hunter or not, the Lake District and Lake Windermere should definitely be on your list of places to visit in England. It's a beautiful part of the country filled with picturesque scenery, adventurous activities, lots of history and local folklore. Whether or not you want to take a lake cruise to try and spot Bonessie or visit the poltergeist of Tom Fool in Muncaster Castle is entirely up to you. I'm very aware that I sound like a Visit England advertisement for Lake Windermere, but I um, I assure you that I am not. But what I am here to tell you about is obviously the two short plays that are played in the Barnes Court Theatre from 
Tuesday to Saturday, the 24th of October to the 4th of November. And it's brought to you by just a regular house theatre company and it's two separate plays on the one night, We Are Monsters and then Glass. We Are Monsters is all about the legends of Lake Windermere woven into a story of two siblings who spend their time trying to freak out local tourists and then freaky stuff starts happening. And then Glass, which is a story about a man who is at a party in an office and goes downstairs, takes a phone call and outside the office there is a man on a train broken down who allegedly knows this person. I love new theatre, new theatre makes me really happy and We Are Monsters in particular delves into those legends and folklore of Lake Windermere and I think it's going to be a really interesting night. They're also having a Halloween party on their 31st of October show where you can go dressed up and then have a party afterwards in the pub upstairs, which sounds amazing and I'd love to be able to be there for that one, but I cannot. As per usual, I will leave the links to where you can get your tickets and the links to just a regular house, theatre productions, etc. in the in the description of this episode. If you can at all, if you're looking for something to do in London over Halloween, if you're just a theatre person and want to go see some new theatre, then do go and see them. I'd highly recommend it. I'm going to and I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And thank you, of course, to Joe, who reached out to me from Just a Regular House Productions to say, hey, we're doing a show and uh, we think it might be up your street. And guess what? It absolutely is. If you would like to send in a spooky story to Real Life Ghost Stories, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 